purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girls, welcome to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week is going to be super, super good. I'm super excited. We have been talking about freedom all month long, and to wrap things up, I have a special guest on board with me. I have Miss Casey Alexis, founder of Being Eve. I'm so excited for y'all to hear the conversation that's about to happen. I know that it will be some good tips, some good nuggets, but just a time to be just spoken to from God through Casey. It's going to be great. So this is Casey Alexis, founder of Being Eve. We actually met through a podcast group. You may recognize her name or the name of her ministry based on collaborations that we have done in the past. We actually just released a collaboration just a couple weeks ago, and it was titled When Women Speak. It was a spoken word collaboration. And we've also been featured in some other podcasts together. So that is where you may have recognized her name or the name of her ministry from. So that is how we know each other. We met probably a year or so ago, and it has been an amazing journey to walk this thing out with her. We have help each other grow, help each other mature in our skills and our work that we put out, but also just in our walk with Christ. So I'm super thankful for my sister in Christ. She is a wife, a mother of two kids based in Georgia. So if you are a fellow Georgian, I guess, I don't know what y'all call yourself, but (laughs) say hey to you, girl. This is Casey Alexis. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. I know that freedom is necessary. Freedom is something that we have to address, and you're the perfect person to talk about it. So I'm super, super excited about it. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about being Eve? Yes, absolutely. First of all, what an honor and a privilege that you have selected me to talk about freedom. So thank you for that. Um, Being Eve is a platform that I put together um, from a place of freedom. It really was birthed out of a time of of pain, yeah, being bound, and um, the Lord doing such a great work in me. And being able to have that freedom is what actually birthed Being Eve. And it's a platform for women. It's a place um, that I have put together, a digital gathering spot, like I like to call it, where women can tune in to hear the stories of other women who have gone from struggle to triumph and who really have uh, began to see themselves through God's point of view. And they're sharing that with other women. Um, they're, they're equipping other women, teaching other women, um, and just pouring into other women and telling them uh, what it is to live a life of freedom in Christ. Y'all, y'all have to go join already. Like, you can even pause this recording. Go ahead. Go find me and We can come back to the yes. Just that alone just shows that, man, this is something so good. I want to be a part. So at the end of this podcast, we will um, have a time for Casey to share all of her links and usernames for you to find her. But y'all, y'all definitely have to go check her out. And y'all can already see why the Lord wanted me to speak with her about this topic. I believe that there's, it's necessary to bring people in who have dealt with that topic. Anytime Mm -hmm. that I have someone speak about a topic, it's not just because it sounds good and we may have fun, but it's something that they have walked through. It's something that they have fought through and they have a story to tell about it. So I am excited about this. Before we really get into this and get deep with the question, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for every single person that is listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray that you open their hearts, open their ears to be able to receive everything that we share today. And I pray that they not only receive it, but they also apply it to their lives. Let this be a time of surrender. Let it be a time of 
change and maturing for them so that we can just continue to be the bold women that you have called us to be for your glory and for your kingdom. God, I thank you that you allow us to even have the opportunity to share your word and share what you have placed on our hearts. We don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted and we will do it for the rest of our lives. We thank you so much for this. Have your way in this conversation, Holy Spirit. Inhabit the conversation inhabit every room that this is played in, inhabit every car that this is played in. And I pray that we just give you the glory through all things and through our lives. We thank you for our freedom. We thank you in advance for the freedom to come. We love you, praise you, and we honor you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Casey, we have been talking about freedom all month long. We've talked about what it is, what it looks like to live out in our lives, the cost of freedom, the journey to freedom, any chains that we may have. But to sum things up in the simplest of terms, how would you define freedom? (laughs) Simply freedom is living life through Christ. Simply put, um, the Bible says that who the son sets free is free indeed. So true freedom is simply to live life through Christ's point of view, to live the life that he has called and purposed you to live unapologetically. Mm, that's good. And that last word, unapologetically, mm-hmm. that's, there's freedom even in that word yes. itself. Because yes, living for Jesus, living the life that he's called us to is the most freeing thing that we could possibly do. You and I have experienced that for ourselves. Absolutely. But it, and it's something so much different to do it unapologetically. You can live a life for Jesus, but sometimes we try to hide it. We try to keep it to ourselves out of fear of someone else judging us or not approving of us or being the weird Jesus girl or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. When you get to that point, when you can live unapologetically for Jesus, it's a game changer. It sure is. And you know what really taught me that? This season of, um, of what's transpiring in the world right now with COVID, with everything that's gone on, that has really shown me that is where true freedom lies. Um, I like to introduce myself to people and say, when someone says, Casey, who are you? You know, what are all those accolades behind your name? List them out, you know, and I simply tell them, listen, I'm a woman that simply sees herself from God's point of view. Um, because at the end of the day, any title, anything that we could attain in the natural, anything that we can purchase or get, all of that is futile, right? Um, Because it could come and go. And COVID showed us that when the world shut down literally because of this um, disease and the magnitude of this virus, the world shut down because of it. And what, and all it boiled down to was who you are, who you are as a person, right? Are you kind? Do you have integrity? Um, What's your character like? And we begin to see that through the whole situation where we have now with racism and and pride and all these ugly things that start to come out to the surface because why now all the titles and the accolades and all the work has shut down. So now true character is beginning to come out. And so you're beginning to see who really is free in Christ, right? Those who call themselves Christian, are you truly who you say you are? Do you really have freedom in Christ? Those things are now coming to the surface. And that really is where true freedom lies, is knowing who you are in Christ and beginning to live that thing out, right? All the other stuff doesn't matter. At the end of the day, when we stand before the judgment seat of God, it's it's going to be who who are we, the person? How did we live? What did we represent? How did we walk? How did we talk? How did we love? That's where it... That's where the judgment is going to be at. What what did we do with what we had? Mm, that, yes, all of that. We have seen it so much in this last couple of months. Like you Absolutely. said, like it is up to us now. There's Everything's been stripped away. Our comfort, our security. A lot of us have lost jobs. A lot of us have just had to change so much of our lives. There's not one person in this entire planet that has not been affected by coronavirus in some aspect or another. But this is exactly the moment, just like you said, where it's time for us to really show up. And it has been like that. Like it's been in our hands. It's been at our and laid out before us. So what will you do in this time? How will you live? And this is the perfect opportunity for those who may not have 
freedom yet or feel like they are unapologetically living for Christ yet, this is the perfect time to do that. Amen. Amen. This is the perfect time. Yeah. There's a time for um, isolation, not in a negative sense, but a time to be alone with Christ. This is a time of for maturing. This is the time that we've been praying for. I know so many of us just are so busy and we're like, but God, I don't have time. I just need time. And he's like, well, you got time now. Like this mm-hmm. is time for it right now. And Absolutely. So what better time to analyze ourselves? What better time to, um, to sit down and really see the areas that need chain, uh, chains to be broken, need freedom that need work. What better Absolutely. time than now? Absolutely. Now is the time to do the work. Um, to do the things that we've kind of been hiding underneath the surface, right? Um, Things that have kept us bound for many, many, many years that we've been kind of um, hiding because we've been working, right? We've been doing and we've been busy. And so now is the time when the world has kind of slowed down to really now look at ourselves, to look at ourselves and really do the hard work in order to be free, in order to attain the freedom that is in Christ, in order to live a life of freedom, a life that he truly has come to give us. He said, I come to give life and life more abundantly. And before he said that, he said the enemy, right, comes to steal and destroy. So now we know that the opposite of freedom is everything that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. The things that that have taken your dreams and your visions and your ideas, the, the things that have transpired in your life that have kept you bound, right? The things that have been under the surface that have been kept secret for quite some time, things that transpired in your in your childhood, and that truly is what uh, you know. Birth being Eve is really me now going back and saying I have to look at my life, I have to look at my story, I have to look at those areas of my life that have kept me bound to the point where I cannot embrace the true freedom that is in Christ Jesus. And so now is the time. Now is the time to do that work. Yes, no better time than right now. So exactly what you were saying about how the enemy comes in and he tries to keep us bound. He tries to take everything from us to the point of leaving us in these chains, leaving us desperate, looking for answers, maybe even hopeless. So the opposite of freedom is to still be bound. So we know what, in in definition terms, of what the opposite of freedom freedom Mm -hmm. is. So what would you say it looks like to still be bound to something or maybe even someone? Wow. <laughs> That's a really deep question. I'm a storyteller and, and I and me sharing my testimony hopefully will give you an example of that. So I'm in my early 30s and to the world's point of view, I'm successful, right? I have a I have a complete my degree. I am married. I have children. I have my own home. Um so from the world's point of view, I am successful. But from God's point of view, looking at me, I am sad. I'm depressed. Um, I'm crying because I am not happy. Something is wrong, right? You think you have everything from the surface level, it looks good, but from your inner person, something is off. Um, You're you're not as as fulfilled as you think you would be. Um, You're not as happy as one would think you are because everything to the, you know, you're, you're okay. You have a house, you have cars, you have life, your children are healthy. What more could you be asking for? But something is off. Mm-hmm. So being bound is that, right? To the, from the surface level, everything should be okay. But from the inner core, your heart, the way you feel, your emotions, um, you're down, you're depressed, um, you're crying a lot. Those are the, all the things that I did. And I really did not know why I felt that way. Because again, from the surface level, right, um, it looked good. But then I had an interaction with God <laughs> where I stuck my finger in the air and I was like, you are not who you say you are. You are, you are not who you say you are because I, to me, I was doing everything that I should have been doing. I was following all the rules that people said you had to follow. I was living the life that I thought I should be living, but something is not right. So God is all because of you. You're not who you say you are because I'm not happy. And he had to check me. (laughs) And God so wonderfully does. He checked me and he told me to look at me. 
that you have to look at your story, Casey. You're not facing the reality of your story. Um, and when I finally looked at my story, I saw that in my story, in my own life, there was a time when I was a child that I was sexually abused. I never spoke about it. I never opened my mouth to say anything about it. And um, when we do that, when we have those things in our lives that we don't speak about, not even to God, I never even brought it up to God about it. Um, and it just stayed underneath the surface of my life and it just became really messy. And it started to, it now started to come up the surface, right? Because everything that is buried eventually needs to come to light. So it will force its way up. And then when it began to force its way up, um, things started to happen within my life, within my marriage, within my home, within the raising of my children that was out of whack, that started making me unhappy, depressed, and low and down. And it wasn't until I faced that area of my life, those hidden areas, those secret areas, those areas where we don't like to look at in our story, those areas where we have been violated maybe in some way, shape, or form, areas of unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, hatred, all of those things that we like to bury and we don't like to look at. Um, God had me look at them and God had me uh, do the work in order to pull those things out by its roots so that I can live the life that he's purposed and called for me to live. Wow. Thank you. First of all, thank you just so much for sharing that. I know that a lot of us all around the world have unfortunately dealt with very similar instances. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us also, we hold it to ourselves. We don't want to share about it with anyone, including God, like you said. Right. It just, it buries itself, but not in the sense of disappearing, but in the sense of rooting itself in the worst of ways. And right. those, the fruit that manifest from that, the fruit that blooms from that is never good. It's never a healthy thing when we haven't talked about it, when we haven't discussed it. And we just see how it can keep us bound, like you said. And so for some of you listening, you may have been in that exact same situation. I'm sorry that it happened. And it may be something else. It may be something different that you struggled with that you haven't spoken with anyone about, including God. This is the moments Amen. that are the most vital, the most critical moments right here. When you get real with yourself, when you get real with your situation, when you decide to basically grab the situation by its horns and look it dead in the face and face it. I know it's something hard. I know it's something hard to talk about, to relive, to process. I've been talking with people throughout this past week and they have mentioned that there's things, there's areas in their life that they're finally dealing with that they haven't dealt with for years, like you mentioned, right. Casey. Right. And it's a hard thing to do. So one, I want you to know that you're not alone. Amen. This right here lets you know that you are not alone. One, because you always have God on your side, but two, you have sisters in Christ who are in who have maybe in, in similar situations or if not, are simply on your side and fighting and warring on your behalf. So know Amen. that you're not alone, but also know that it's time. This is how freedom comes about. You may have been free from every other area in your life. Like Casey said, from the world's point of view, from looking in, you may have looked successful. You may have looked like you got it all put together. I know I've been there. I've tried yeah. to hold this, this pretty girl. I got it all put together image. And inside I was so broken, so broken and was in denial of it, was unaware of it to some degree. And it affected me so much in so many areas of my life and not much changed until I decided that I was going to take action. That is when I found my freedom, when I got honest, when I had accountability, when I started going to counseling, all of these areas broke through those chains. It smashed down those walls that had been there for so many years that I had put up just to get through, just to get by, and what's quote-unquote maintaining or doing great. But there's a certain level of freedom that comes when you deal with the deepest, the deepest of things. Amen. 
Amen. It's time. It's, it's time. time. And uh, something I want to mention is that you may have been listening to all the podcasts all month or seen the social media posts about freedom. And just like we're saying, everything else, you're like, oh, I'm free. I'm free. But if it's that one thing that's keeping you bound, there is still a level of freedom that you have not quite attained. It's easy to just look at all the areas that are doing good in your life right. and put together and just focus on those. And that's great. And I'm glad that you have that going for you. But don't neglect the areas that still need work or that still need to have some hashing out with. Absolutely, because eventually they're going to come back and and they're going to affect some part of your life in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They all come my, my grandpa used to always say, it always comes out on wash day. And when I was young, I'm like, what in the world? What is he talking about? <laughs> but uh, as I've gotten older, I've learned to understand that it's true. At some point, the dirtiest of laundry, you can stuff it all the way down to the bottom of the hamper. It's going to come out at some point. At some point. Someone else um, told me, they said, you can stuff stuff down like you stuff down trash in a trash can but eventually you got to take the trash out and i was like whoa 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 uh, eventually you got to take the trash out it's gonna come out at some point and my greatest advice to you ladies is to do the work for yourself because when you're a child of the living god let me tell you something he wants you to be free yes. so he's going to give you every opportunity for you to look at that thing and pull it out yourself or eventually it's going to get exposed. And you may not like when it gets exposed by someone else or in an in a atmosphere where you would not want it to be exposed. So I encourage you to do it yourself, to do it in a, in a place where you and God will do it together. Because let me tell you, when it's exposed in a way that it is by force, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man. I've been there. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I've been on both ends <laughs> of the spectrum. Yep. And every time God gave me time, he, and he would say to me, Casey, I need you to do this. And every time I was like, I'm afraid. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Okay. All right. There was that grace there. But then eventually, boom, it got exposed. And I didn't like the feeling. So I encourage you ladies, as you are listening to us now, by the, you know, those of you who are tuned into the sound of our voices, now is the time. Now is the time. Yes. I'm more than positive that may, maybe not for all of you, but there is a good handful that the Lord has already been tugging on your heart, yes. dealing with you with certain areas. And I know because I have also been there that you feel that tug and you're like, mm, nah, I'll deal with it later. Like, it's too deep. It's too much. It's too hard. I'm too busy. We'll just, we'll talk about it later. We'll revisit the topic later. And he'll, he'll keep tugging at your heart. And this is another sign. If you were waiting for one more sign or one more thing <laughs> to happen, let me tell you, girl, this is it right here. Because yes. God is so sovereign and so persistent. Amen. And it's all out of love. Everything that he's doing for you is out of love. He's not forcing you to deal with a situation or deal with past trauma or deal with any issues from your past simply because he wants you to just suffer and relive bad experiences. No, he wants to restore. He wants to reconcile those things. He wants to show up in a situation, even if you felt like he wasn't there or you feel like he hasn't been through your life or whatever the, the, the thought of God has been through this, he wants to redeem that. He wants to show you that he can work through those areas with you. And y'all have heard me say time and time again, God is a God of wholeness. He wants us to be holistically well, not just emotionally well, not just financially well, not just spiritually well, but collectively well in all areas of your life and so this is why he's tugging on your heart this is why he's forcing uh, i guess you can say that he's kind of forcing you or, or nudging you towards this area because he wants you to have freedom in that too so yes please take casey's advice and do it now because if not he will keep trying and it may show up <laughs> in the way you don't like it it'll be great it'll be great yeah. results 
you will get your freedom one way or another, but sis, it's too, man. Mm-mm. My yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And as an example for me, there was areas that I chose to address on my own. Mm-hmm. Once my mentor advised me to go to counseling, at first I was a little apprehensive, but I went and started discussing areas of my life, issues um, going back to my childhood, issues currently, issues, right. you know, and, and of course counseling got deep and I was like, whoa, okay, we're going there. All right. Yeah. That's what we're doing. But there was even in that things that I still wanted to hold on to unintentionally and intentionally. I'm like, oh, we don't really got to talk about that. And the, and one thing that I did not want to mention was a friendship that had been ruined based on mistakes from both of us. But um, a lot of it had to do with my disobedience and my pride. Mm. And of course, no one wants to talk about that. No one wants to intentionally just sit down and talk about our flaws. Yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. hard. And the Lord forced it out of me a year later in a boohoo crying session that I will never forget. <laughs> Um, he basically just revealed myself to me because I hadn't dealt with it in counseling or spoken about it with others. I had just kept it, tried to say that I didn't do anything wrong, yada, yada, yada. Time went on and the Lord was like, you're going to deal with this. And the Lord showed me myself and I received freedom in that moment. I realized my flaws. I realized places I needed to work on, but it was not what I expected, and it definitely didn't feel good. So, mm. y'all, just do it the first time. I don't care what it looks like. If it looks like counseling, do counseling. If it looks like discussing it with your Bible study, discuss it with your Bible study. If it looks like reaching out to your pastor, reach out to your pastor. You do what you gotta do, but just do it. Amen. So, One thing that actually ties in really well to what we were just discussing is when we talked about the cost of freedom. So when we discussed this week, we talked about what it looks like to really surrender, what sacrifices we may have to make in order for freedom to come, what we may have to do, what we may have to stop doing just to make sure that we have maintained and and attained our freedom. Casey, what would be some things that you would say that freedom will cost you? Hmm. Freedom will cost you everything. Yep. Freedom will cost you everything. And, you know, it reminds me of that scripture when Jesus said, whoever loses their life for me will live. Right. Um, freedom will cost you everything because God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Even in this moment, Father, thank you so much. God is so good. Um, and when I say that freedom will call you, cost you everything, I don't want you to be afraid that you're going to, you know, lose your this or your that. Or, but it's it's not in fear, but just being okay with the fact that, yeah, you know what? I may lose this, or I may lose that, or I may lose that car or that house or the job, but nothing compares to the love that we have in Christ. Nothing compares to what he has done. Nothing on earth compares to the freedom that we have in him. And I think about the disciples and all the things that they were able to do after Christ um, you know, died and resurrected and how they were able to literally flip the world upside down because they did not care about anything here because they knew nothing compared to the love that they had in Christ, that they could be in jail and still have freedom. They could be under oppression and still have freedom. They could have been bit, um, beat, um, you know, put before lions. It didn't matter. They still had that freedom. So freedom will and can cost you everything, but in it, you will gain everything because you have everything in Christ, right? It reminds me of Psalm 24, which is my scripture that I hold on to for dear life, where the word says that um, the earth and everything in it is God's. 
The earth and everything in it is his. So if I'm truly free in him, I have everything. There is nothing that this world cannot give me because at the end of the day, the world and everything in it is the Lord. So yeah. true freedom is knowing that, hey, if I lose it all, okay, he's going to give it back to me anyway because I'm in him and he's in me. And if I live for him and if I breathe for him and even if I have to die for him, I still have everything. Yes, yes, yes. It will cost you. It doesn't it come costs. easy. It does not come easy, no, it but it is so worth it. I, it is so worth it. I look back and when I thought I was making it, when I thought I was doing good for myself, sure, I may have been a good student in school. Sure, I may have had a lot of friends. But if I'm still bound, when I'm by myself, when all else leaves, when at the end of the day, when I go back to my room, when I go back to my home by myself and I know that I'm still bound and I'm still not completely happy, I'm not completely whole, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to chase the dreams and the degrees and all the things that the world considers to be success if we are still going to be miserable, if we're still going to be bound, if we're still holding on to things that need to be um, loosed. We have to make that decision that we are willing to do whatever it takes. And like Casey said, don't let this scare you. Don't let this get in your head as, oh my gosh, that sounds terrifying. I have to lose stuff. I have to lose the stuff that I worked for. I have to lose, you know, whatever you've been holding on to so tightly. Don't let that scare you or come in front of your freedom. Nothing, like Casey said, nothing is worth more than that. And be reminded that if you are to lose something, he will restore it. You can think about the story of Job. Job lost everything except his wife. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but he lost everything. He was known as, you know, the top guy. He was, mm -hmm. in the Bible terms, like the Bill Gates of Bible times. He was wealthy. He had the the camels and the sheep and all these and all these animals and all these servants and all this stuff and all these children and all this money. He lost it all. But he still chose to worship God through all of it. There were times of, you know, frustration and um, there were times of him just really con being concerned that he didn't know what was going on. But at the end end of the day he never cursed God he never gave up on him and God restored him double full so that means that he got everything back but double so this just goes to show us guess this just goes to show us that we may lose some things along the way we most likely will but it's worth it you may lose a couple friends once you decide that you're not gonna do certain things that's okay the friends that God restores to you will be the women that you need in your life anyway. They will be the ones that push you to Christ. You may lose a job. That's fine. The, the job that God will give you will be the job that he's been wanting you to have all along that will be walking in your purpose, that will be fulfilling the will of God. Like whatever it is that you're, you're fearing losing, know that what's coming is better. So much better. Um, and one of the things that I want to share too, Stephanie, as you were speaking, you know, um, I had all of that. I had the car. I had the this. I had the that, right? I had everything that a person would desire on the surface level. But I encourage you girls and you ladies listening and tuning in to look around you, right? Look around your, your, your home. Look around the people that you love. Look around the world and see, although people have all of this stuff, they have the phones, they have the this, they have the technology. Are we truly happy? Are we really truly filled with joy? Are we really free? And then you'll be able to see the tangible things don't really make you happy, right? They don't really fulfill every need. There's no real freedom there, right? Even though I have all this stuff, but I'm really still bound. And then when you start to look at it and really see it, it's like none of that stuff really matters. Right? None of that stuff really matters. They're good to have, but does it really matter? Does it make me happy? Does it fill me with joy? Right? We see all these celebrities that we've heard of, all of these stories like Michael Jackson and Whitney. They had everything. They had the gift, the talent, they had the money, but yet still they needed to fulfill themselves with drugs in order to maintain, in order to live. Then we start to really think like, wow, so none of this stuff really matters. 
none of this stuff really gives me the joy that I need and the happiness and the fulfillment is good to have, but it really doesn't give me the freedom that I need and the love and the peace of mind that I get through Christ, right? So then when you really start to um, look at everything, it really shows you that God, God is where it's at. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> God is where it's at. When you really start to measure everything and see, hey, this is not all what it seems. Yep. Yep. And the majority of the world will try to continue chasing the next thing, the greatest thing, the biggest thing. And a lot of it is not because they're just ambitious people, but right. it's because they're desperate. They're searching. Right. They're searching for what you have or can have in Jesus Christ. And this is why we have to, one, find our own freedom, but two, share it with the world so that they can find what they've been looking for. Then they'll realize, oh, this is the joy that I've been looking for. I tried to find it in my doctorate degree, but that was temporary. The celebration was great. The ceremony was awesome, but that was temporary happiness. That wasn't actual joy. Oh, I can find freedom in Jesus and not in my luxury car. Yes, it rides smooth, but that was temporary happiness. We get to show them where they can find everything that they've been looking for. Everything. Amen. Yeah. And so anything that we're saying is not to say that you don't need any of this stuff. Girl, get your big house. Your big <laughs> Go for it. Get your bins. Get your, get your bougie neighborhood. Girl, do it all. But make sure that you have kept Jesus in the center and forefront of all of it and are daily seeking after him and choosing him and walking in the freedom that he has called you to. Don't let these, the, we're all we're saying is don't let these worldly things get you so caught up that you don't have freedom or don't live in the freedom that you have. Absolutely. God is not a God of lack, right? He, he desires his people to live in abundance, but um, our, he doesn't want those things to become our God. He right. doesn't want us to be worshiping those things, um, the phones, the, the computers, the technology. No, he 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 wants us to have. <laughs> but oh, yes. he, doesn't want, he doesn't want those things to become our God. Yes, we know that God is a jealous God and that simply means he does not want anything before him. So mm -hmm. he would love to bless you with whatever you're asking, the bins, the, the rolls, you know, get you a Bentley, I don't care. But make sure that you're giving God the glory for it. Making He wants to make sure that that won't become the thing that you now worship or the thing that you now give your time to. So this is just stuff to keep in mind. So as we're talking about losing um, things or may, possibly having to sacrifice some things, what are obstacles that someone may face on the journey to freedom as they're walking towards their freedom? What are some obstacles that they may face? Ooh, some of the ops, I can only go by what I experienced and what I've seen others experience as well. But some of the obstacles that um, one will face is um, first and foremost, <laughs> dealing with self, <laughs> dealing with yourself, um, dealing with uh, the, your character, your integrity, because true freedom always starts with you. Um, God will deal with parts of you that you've kind of put to the back burner, parts of your character that um, you don't normally show people things that you do in secret when no one, no one else is looking. Uh, those are the things that you would probably deal with first um, when we talk about the obstacles to freedom, right? Is you, you'll be the first obstacle. Oh, <laughs> the second obstacle right there. after that is when you start to change, when you start to be reborn, right? Um, when you start to go actually through the born again process, uh, you will lose people. You will lose friendship. And I'm not saying that to, again, to scare anyone, um, because when you grow, right, you, you desire new things. You, you start to eat different types of food. You're, you, know, you start to listen to different types of music. Your appetite changes. Things that you used to do, you don't do anymore. So you will probably lose those friends that you are holding on to. But I'm pretty sure if you probably sat down and examined those friends around you, they probably are not really good friends to begin with. Um, so it won't be a great loss. 
So I encourage you that even as you start changing and growing, that even if you lose friends, they, it won't be a great loss. God will replenish you once again and give you and surround you with the love that you deserve and a love that um, will bring you um, exactly what you bring to others as well. So that's another obstacle is, is the loss of friends. Um, another obstacle that I think that I ran into um, the most was um, change. Change in <laughs> regards to possibly career, change in regards to location. Um, because one of the things that true freedom also brings is change. And there are certain things that you may have been on the path to accomplishing. Let's say if you were, you're in school right now and, you know, you started uh, nursing or, you know, you were going to school for this one thing. And once you become free in Christ and he's now changing you, you now start to um, understand your purpose and your calling. Because that's also something that transpires too. The more you become free, the more you begin to understand who you are and what you have been purposed and called to do. So there are certain things that he's going to require you to change. So if you've been in, you know, the nursing program and he's not telling you you have to leave nursing because he needs you to go here because he's called you to this place, that's a big change. And um, a lot of times people on the outside are not going to understand you. That's another obstacle um, that people are going to be looking at you like, what's going on? And I want to encourage you when you're going through your process of freedom, it's okay for others not to understand you. God is doing something in you and it's not for other people to understand, right? It's not for them to, to give you that, oh, good job. Don't look for affirmation from other people on the outside to try to understand what God is doing through you and only you. This is your story. This is your path to freedom. And your path to freedom won't look like somebody else's path to freedom. Um, so I encourage you to stay focused on what God is calling you to do, that even in the process of change, that um, just to stay focused, just to stay focused and be obedient. Disobedience is another obstacle. Um, because it's going to be different. Some of the things that he's going to call you to is going to be different, but you have to be obedient. Um, don't listen to any other voices that are telling you to do opposite of what God has told you to do. So be obedient to the voice of God during your journey to freedom. Yes, all of that. That was, I was counting, that was like five different obstacles that you mentioned and you hit the nail on the head right there. That's, what it will look like on this journey. Don't think though, as y'all are listening, don't think that it's all doom and gloom. There will be so much joy that comes Absolutely. from knowing that you're doing what God has called you to do. There's so much, there's just so much joy in knowing that you are free. You're free from what people have thought about you, have thought is best for you, have whatever they've accumulated or you know come up with in their own minds. Um, you'll just know that I'm on the right path. I know that I'm walking with Christ. I know that he is changing me. He's molding me. He's shaping me. And it may not make sense right now, but that's okay. I feel like a good way to describe the journey to freedom is like clay in the potter's hands. So that's brought up in the Bible a couple of times as like we are like the workmanship of Christ. We are um, his handiwork. We're formed, you know, by the hands of God. And so if you think about it, clay, while you're working on making it into a vase, bowl, plate, whatever you're going to do with it, it looks a little messy. It's just kind of, I, I actually would recommend y'all watching a video like on YouTube or something to watch um, pottery be made is very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of beating and tossing and turning and molding and shaping and that's exactly what it looks like as we're on our journey to freedom that's what it looks like to walk through life it feels like we're just being tossed and turned and bow 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 and you're like what in the world is going on i chose to surrender to christ like what is happening but then baby when you see that vase when you see yes, that plate, when you see that bowl when you see what god always intended for you when you see what he was doing all along it makes it worth it. It is absolutely worth worth so it. Worth, so, so worth it. And I love that you said that the first obstacle is ourselves. Because hello, yes, <laughs> the first <laughs> obstacle before you experience anything else 
is going to be just getting over self, getting the feeling of, I don't want to do this. It's going to be hard getting over the feeling of looking at yourself dead in the mirror, realizing the areas that need to change and actually doing it. That's a hard step, but that is a one great step after another to attain your freedom. Like you said about losing friends, you may, I was very nervous about that. Like, you know, if when someone was describing freedom and, or they'll say verses about like dying to ourselves or to die mm-hmm. again, to live for crisis, you know, and thinking about like having to die to myself and possibly lose things. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like what? Y'all didn't say this at the, in the salvation prayer. Y'all, y'all didn't lie to me. Y'all said, come up here, pray for your sins to be forgiven. Who, who are we going to go to heaven? Y'all didn't tell me I had to die to myself and right. surrender. Like that was that was not in my contract, right? It like, actually <laughs> was. It was this fine print, and it was written really, 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 really. Right. Small. <laughs> like, you just flipped over, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. And they were like, psych. <laughs> but um, anything that I was just so scared about losing, so scared about. Um, possibly like not having in my life anymore one it went away in a very peaceful manner it wasn't just like snatched out in this huge war it just kind of happened the lord just did his thing and made it happen but also just what i got in return one my freedom but two just the people that god brought in my life the things that god brought in my life it just showed me like okay we're good okay i thought i was really losing yeah. something but i actually wasn't And so, yeah, you're going to have that change. You're going to have people that may not agree or understand. But just remember that you are clay in the potter's hands right now. It's not always going to make sense. But let him continue to shape and mold you and take off different areas that need to be taken off. And let him just work out all those fine details. Because his best work is done when you fully surrender and just allow him to take over. Amen. 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 So once we've attained freedom, once we're there, I imagine freedom as like a finish line, essentially. Now we are never finished. We have never Mm. arrived, quote unquote, until we see Jesus face to face. But I, I just see freedom as just another milestone that we've reached. So once we've crossed that red line, once we've died to ourselves, once we've fully surrendered to Christ, once we can say, I am free. What or how can we bring someone else to freedom? How can we bring someone else to where we are? Um, that's a, a, a beautiful, beautiful question. Um, and because freedom truly, when you attain that level of freedom, you do want to get as much people free um, as possible. That's one of the biggest things that happened to me is that I couldn't hold what God has done for me and just keep it to myself, right? I needed to go out and tell all the world, you know, what God has done for me. And um, that's in that's the journey I truly believe that freedom begins to expose is who you are in Christ and what he's called you to do. He will begin to show you exactly what he needs for you to do in that journey to freedom of what that looks like when you go back now to get others to be free. So for me, through my journey and through my process, as he began to show me like, hey, Casey, you know, this is what I've called for you to do. This is what I have assigned to you. Now I use that to go back now and pull other women out from darkness and into light, telling them about Christ, sharing my story with them. So oftentimes, like the Bible says, it's it's by the word of your testimony, is you sharing your story, is you telling people how you became free. Now, that may be in a book, that may be in a podcast, that may be at your workplace, that may be at wherever he calls you to do in school, that may be in your classes, that may be in, um, you know, when you're tutoring, that may be however that looks like, right? But to me, He's like really going to expose that to you and show that to you on your journey of freedom. He will show you exactly what that looks like and how you're going to do it nine times out of 10, or I should say 10 times out of 10 is going to be you sharing your story. Absolutely. There's, that's hands down the best, most efficient way to bring someone else with you. Absolutely. The story that you have is so powerful. And so many, I know so many people think that if they don't have one of those underdog, 
I was a crackhead and now I'm safe kind of stories. They think that they don't have a story to tell. Like if they don't have this huge, you know, I, you know, all these deep, quote unquote, deep things or what we think the world wants to hear. We think that we don't have the story to share. And that's absolutely not true. Anything that God has done in your life is worth sharing. Absolutely. Anything at all. all. It could be the smallest of details, but you never know what person needs to hear that small detail. I will share different things about my life and it won't be the highlights that I post about on Facebook or, you know, that I just tell the whole world. It could be as simple as, wow, I was really, okay, I'll give you an example. The other day I was really craving (laughs) tacos and a smoothie. That was, uh, or no, I was craving a burrito and a smoothie. That was what Mm. I wanted. And so I was planning to go to one place, get this nice, healthy burrito and get me a little smoothie. But both of the places where I wanted to go were completely out of the way. Anyways, so I just decided to just die to myself, go to work, just, I don't know, I was going to buy something from the cafeteria or something. But on my way, there happened to be two new food trucks right next to each other, and it was a burrito and a smoothie, and they were both super healthy, and I was so excited. And and so, like, right, that's the smallest of details. That may not be something that I just post for the whole world to know, but... I shared that story with people at my job just because I was like, look, God cares about the small details. And I believe in that moment, even in the smallest of stories, God planted a seed and reminded them that he cares for them and he has their best interests at heart and all these things just for me sharing a small, very small detail of my life. So if that can minister to someone, if that can show someone Christ, imagine what you can do with sharing testimony, sharing what you have been through, sharing what God has brought you out of. These are absolutely necessary. These are the moments that can be game changers. The person that you're, the person that you're talking to may never read a Bible. They may never open a scripture, but they will see your life. They will hear of what God has done. And that alone may be the thing to bring them to Christ, to, to begin their journey to freedom, to have. And, and now they know that someone else has gone there. Now they know that someone else is free and that, that that is a possibility for them, too. And so you can walk with them alongside that. So, yes, share your story over and over again. Don't ever get tired of sharing your story and don't ever get tired of sharing what God has done. In your life. Amen. And um, I have to say this too, Stephanie, that not everyone is a crackhead, right? Right. Not everyone has been raped. Not everyone has these traumatic stories in their story. So if you have one of those, you know, oh, you know, I didn't have all of that in my life. And, you know, my story doesn't have like this power. It's okay because not everyone has that story. So you have people that you can minister to as well, right? We all have our own people that God has sent us out to, to minister to. Um, but we also have to make sure that we can embrace our story, um, that we love our story because our story is our own gospel and testimony of what God has done. We can't be afraid of our story. We can't be ashamed of our story, right? Because our story is the handiwork of God in our lives. So to that, embrace your story, ladies. Embrace what God has done in your life. Read your own gospel, right? Understand your own testimony of what God has done. Because when you do read your own gospel, when you understand it, when you truly embrace it, you can now definitely go out into all the world and share it. Yes. I love that you said that. Read your own gospel. Yes. That means that you get to share exactly what God has done in your life. So the gospel is that God sent his son down to to earth to die for our sins, pay the price for all humanity. He resurrected, ascended back to heaven, took the keys of death, hell, and the grave with him. And now he has issued that power and authority to us, right? Mm -hmm. That is the gospel in biblical sense. Now you get to apply that to your life. You get to apply that to your situation. And now you have your gospel to share with the world. You have your story. So now it's not just God died for the world, but God died for me. God sent Jesus for me. God the Father sent Jesus the Son for me to pay the price for insert your sin right there. There you go. There's your testimony. 
That's where you start talking about yourself. You make this thing applicable to you. Let them know that this isn't just this isn't just some Bible story. This isn't just something that you can talk about at church. This is reality. This is lived out in my life. Amen. That is so good. So, so, so good. I love that. So with Christian Girls Pop, purpose, obedience, and prayer are the pillars and foundational principles of our ministry. So as we're talking about the topic of freedom, how do you think each of those pillars can be applied? Hmm. Okay. So the first is purpose. Well, with freedom in Christ, right, your purpose is going to be real revealed to you. So for those of you who have been um, you know, trying to figure out what your purpose is, trying to figure out why God has called you to be here, um, needing to know, not really knowing, what do I do? Trying to find your identity, right? That true freedom is when you begin to align yourself in Christ. When you begin to live your life through his point of view, you will find out what that purpose is. You will know exactly what you have been called and purposed to do. So I encourage you on your journey to freedom, continue to seek the face of God. Once you're in his face, he's going to constantly reveal things to you. It's like a relationship, right? When you begin to learn someone new, you're constantly talking to them. You're constantly trying to find out more about them. But when, with God, is when you're in his face and you're learning more about him, you find out more about you. You find out why you were purposed and why he fashioned you the way that he fashioned you, why he put certain things in you that you're able to see and do so easily while others may have an issue with it. Some talents come easy to you, right? Those things he will begin to show you and then your purpose now will begin to be revealed. Obedience comes in when we are free in him. We begin to know his voice as we begin to interact with him more. And the Bible says that my sheep know my voice. And if you know the voice of God, and when he speaks to you, you are going to be obedient. The more you listen to your dad, right, the more you will begin to see good things happen and transpire in your life, right? And the Bible says that if you love me, if you love him, you will obey his commands. So the more you spend time with him, the more you get to know him, the more you're going to love him, and the more you're going to be obedient. Absolutely. And the last one is prayer. Prayer. Oh, now, you know, that's a given. <laughs> prayer, <laughs> prayer feeds it all. Um, I have to say in my own personal life, just by sharing a story with you guys, and just to be real honest, my prayer life used to be like, you know, really lackluster. <laughs> and it wasn't until, I have to say, the beginning of 2020, um, the end of 2019, in the, in, I really began to understand the magnitude and the power of prayer. Uh, sometimes prayer can be looked upon as some religious type of a thing that people do, but prayer is literally just you spending time with your father and getting to know him. And as you get to know him, as I said, you get to know yourself. So prayer is that secret time where you and God can really spend some real one-on-one -on -one time um, with each other. He knows your voice. Okay, out of the billions of other voices that may be calling out to him, he knows you by name. And when you spend time with him in prayer, he's going to meet you exactly where you are. I just want for you ladies to understand the magnitude of that, that God, the creator of heaven and earth, desires to sit with you. He desires to speak with you. He desires for you to come to him and even reason with him, talk with him about things that you don't understand, things that you, you, you pain about, you hurt about, things that are going on in this world. He wants to meet you right where you are, the creator of heaven and earth. When you go outside, you see the trees and the sun and the moon and the stars right where they are. That's that same God that wants to sit and talk with you. So when you are sitting down with prayer, I need for you to understand that you are literally spending time with the maker of heaven and earth. So prayer is literally you, you, the vessel, the child of the living God, having an impact on earth from heaven. So everything that you're asking of him, the Bible says that if you ask it in the name of Jesus, that it shall be given unto you. Right. If it's in the will of the father, he will answer you. He will send angels out to make sure that those very things that you are asking for is manifested on earth 
as it is written down in heaven. So I want you guys to really grasp that. That prayer is not just you saying, our Father who art in heaven. You are literally having a moment of heaven impacting earth. You are spending time with the great creator. He wants to and he desires to spend time with you. So prayer is a powerful experience if you choose and desire it to be. It's everything and more. And so ladies, I encourage you to spend as much time as you can praying. It really is an amazing experience. Yes, I love all of that. I love everything that you shared, shared about each pillar, the purpose, the obedience, the prayer. They all work together on their own, and they definitely work together as we are on this journey to freedom. So thank you Amen. for sharing that. Thank you. So I, a little birdie put it in my ear that you have a book coming out soon. I'm super excited about yeah. that. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about it and explain how freedom even ties in with this book? Mm. Wow. So the book is entitled Being Eve in Adam's World. Um, that book was actually written uh, through my experience from um, bondage into freedom. And it, it is my story, but in Eve's story. And um, God literally, when I stuck my finger out at him and was blaming him for everything that was going wrong in my life, um, as he began to show me myself, right, as I spent time with him, um, he also brought me to the story of Eve. Um, and um, the reason why he brought me to the story of Eve is because, you know, I started to say, well, God, well, what, well, why did you create us? Why, why are women here, right? Why? Why are we impacted in such a way where sometimes it feels like we're not, um, we're just here to be toyed with or played with? Um, uh, we were experiencing abuse and mistreatment and all these things, right, that sometimes as women we experience. And so as I called out to him and I was praying to him about it, he revealed to me, well, go back to the story of Eve. Find out what exactly was my original intent for, for women and why I, I made her and created her and called her to be. And as I began that journey, I began to see myself in Eve's story. And I began to see um, certain things like bondage and how the enemy uses bondage to entrap us, right? And to try to create a narrative that follows us throughout our entire life. For example, Eve, when people think about Eve, they think about just the, the fall. They think about her, her mistake. No one really looks at Eve in any other way but that mistake, right? And so it brought me to the understanding that, hey, as women, sometimes there are certain things that happen in our lives, there are certain mistakes that transpire, that we allow those mistakes to follow us throughout our entire story, that those mistakes begin to shape our story. I'll give you an example, my example, when um, I was molested, right? That became my story that followed me throughout my whole life. It became this dark cloud that followed me. And it wasn't until that, you know, God interjected and said, no, you are more than that. You are more than that mistake. You are more than that transgression. You are more than what the enemy tried to tell you that you are. You are my daughter. You are a child of the living God. You are to be free and not to be bound. And so when I decided at that point to let go of that narrative, to let go of that false story, that's, that's not going to be my end. That's not what's going to identify me. That is where your true freedom really came in. And so being Eve in Adam's world is just the story from and the journey of struggle to um, triumph. And that's what I share in that book. I love it. I am so excited for this book. I know that it will be such a game changer, such an eye-opening experience for all those who read it. And we get to just know why we're here. Like you yeah. said, just knowing why you're here just makes it worth it. When you feel like you're going through life and you don't have a reason for being here or, or don't exactly know why, it's a little bit harder. So right. I know that this will bring freedom to so many women. It just It'll bring a sense of worth and value to them that may never have been spoken into them before that will be spoken through your words. So I'm excited. I'm just, I know that God will bless abundantly 
Um, and I'm thankful for your obedience to write that book. I'm thankful for your words that will be shared to all those that will buy the copy. So y'all got to make sure y'all buy a copy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Done. Also, Casey has allowed all listeners for this audience to receive a free chapter of her book that will be released soon. So after you finish listening to this podcast, you can click the links to access your free chapter and see what her book is all about. How exciting. When can they be looking out for the release of this book? All right. So the pre-release is actually going is set for August 17th. So everyone, uh, yes, 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 yes. Make your way to beingeve.info. Um, that is where all the information is going to be released about the book. So the pre-release will definitely be August 17th. I'm so excited. That is. I am too. Oh, that is less than a month away. So yes. Just a couple of weeks. So yes. exciting. I'm so happy. So proud of you for this and all the things that are to come. Casey, I want to thank you so, so, so much for coming on this podcast. Um, I, I, I had such a good time. I was blessed. I was encouraged. So I know that listeners all around the world will also be encouraged in this as they listen to this as well. I know that y'all are like obsessed with Casey now. You're like, oh my God, I got to buy her book. I got to go to be an Eve. I, I'm about to be a whole new woman. I know, I know, I'm the same way. So, Casey, let the ladies know, how can they reach you? What are your social media platforms? All right, so if you go to beingeve.info, all of that is there. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is beingeve, on Instagram, at beingeve. On Facebook, it is I am beingeve. And, of course, all of my info, contact info, email address can be found on beingeve dot info info yes so y'all go check her out follow her get her stuff go to her website see all the cool stuff sign up for her devotional sign up for the email list she has a lot going and there's a lot of good content for y'all she does um what do you call them the those words what are they called Oh, power words yes the power words you can actually find the power words too on the link um of my Instagram, the link that I am, the link tree. Yes, <laughs> the link tree. You can find the power words. You can find the devotional. You can find the website. Um, the power words are different words that God places in my heart that um, I put out there for you ladies to grab onto, learn the definition of the words because there is power in our tongue and begin to understand their meaning and use those words in your prayer life as well as in your everyday language. As you walk and as you talk, you begin to speak those words over yourself. Yes. Yes, see, this is exactly why y'all need to go check her out. So make sure that don't just enjoy the podcast and exit out, but make sure you go follow her and go to those websites so you can just have more resources as you walk towards your freedom. Casey, once again, thank you so much. It was such an honor to have you on this podcast. So ladies... Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I pray that you were blessed. I hope you had some good laughs. Maybe even shed a couple tears. But hey, we are working this thing out. We are in this with sisters. You're not in this alone. If you haven't already, you can follow Christian Girls Pop on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can also send us any emails at christiangirlspop at gmail.com. We will be continuing on with new topics in the next month, so stay tuned. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can be the first one to know when a new episode drops. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.